Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday the 26th of February. Our top story, tributes are being paid to a teenage girl who died in a crash near Sittingbourne. Kate's here with more details. So when and where did the collision happen? Well, it was about 6.45 on Saturday evening on the A249, not far from the Stockbury roundabout. It's thought a white Toyota Hilux hit a barrier and overturned near the junction for Churchill. The vehicle was travelling towards Sittingbourne at the time. Police, paramedics and firefighters were called to the scene and a 16-year-old girl was pronounced dead. Was anyone else hurt in the crash? Yes, a 15-year-old boy was taken to a London hospital with serious injuries. A 17-year-old boy also suffered minor injuries. He was treated in hospital before being arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving and taken into custody. No other vehicles were involved in the collision. And what do we know about the girl who died? Well, she's been named as Alicia Marie Hobman and tributes have been pouring in on Facebook. Her mum, Cody, says her body is numb and her heart is broken, describing her daughter as the most beautiful angel in the sky. Alicia's dad, Aaron Hobman, says he will love her forever, while others said she had so much kindness and love for her family. Friends described her as bold and brave and say our adventures will be treasured. The A249 was closed in both directions until early yesterday morning. Officers from the Serious Collision Investigation Unit are urging drivers with dash cam to check for any important footage. Thanks, Kate. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a Canterbury man who took cocaine on a stag do before crashing into the back of a car on the A2 has been banned from driving. A court heard Martin Holder was found to be over the drug drive limit when it happened near Bean last August. The 49-year-old from Franklin Road can't get behind the wheel for a year. A motorcyclist has been seriously injured in a collision with a car near Ashford. Emergency crews were called to Faversham Road in Kennington just after five this morning. The victim was flown to a London hospital for treatment. A higher man has been released on bail following the death of a pensioner on Gravesend Road in Shorn. The pedestrian in his 80s was killed after being hit by a car on Saturday morning. A 58-year-old was arrested on suspicion of being unfit to drive and causing death by careless driving. Police say an investigation is continuing. Kent Online News. Rail passengers are facing a week of disruption after a landslip closed the line between Raynham and Sittingbourne. The six-mile stretch will be shut for the next seven days as engineers work to stabilise the slippage at Newington. Paul Prentice is from Network Rail. We're really sorry to passengers who would be travelling on that line between uh, Sittingbourne and uh, the Medway Tans. We found a landslip uh, last week, um, at the end of last week on Friday afternoon, um, which meant that uh, because there was a crack of around 40 metres in the embankment, which is the, the ground that holds up the railway, Um, That meant that for safety reasons, we could no longer run trains over that stretch of track. Um, And as a result, over the next week, we are fixing that piece of track. We are um, undertaking a load of work to uh, make that good again. Um, And in the meantime, we know it's frustrating, but passengers will have to use the replacement bus services we've got in place um, in the meantime, um, which means that uh, journeys might take longer or um, people may need to take a a different route. It's quite a large piece of work and it has to be done properly and it has to be done safely. We think we can have this all done by um, the start of the train service on Monday, um, uh, the 4th of March. 
Um, we're hoping we'll have it all done by then, um, but we don't want to make any promises we can't keep. Um, and uh, as a result, uh, that's why we're saying this week, um, we're asking people to please check before they travel. Your journey may take longer um, and um, you, your journey may face some disruption. It comes as two flood warnings have been issued in Kent after heavy rain overnight. They cover the New Romney sewage arm, including Littlestone and the Greens, as well as the East Stour River from Selinge to South Ashford. Less serious flood alerts are also in force in several areas, including Dartford, Tunbridge and Sheppey. Head over to the homepage today to see footage of the moment armed officers arrived in Sittingbourne following reports of three men with weapons. The suspects were spotted in a multi-storey car park in the early hours over the weekend. Three men in their 20s were arrested and released on bail until May. Kent Online reports. After marking the second anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine, a woman who moved to Kent says she doesn't know if she'll ever return. More than three and a half thousand Ukrainians relocated to the county since the start of the war. Around 800 have gone back. Nicola's been chatting to Margarita Bondarenko, who lives in Raynham, and says she's had to make a new life here. First year uh, when we arrived here, yeah, we were waiting when when we will be able to come back. Yeah, we were doing some. Um, volunteering work, helping other Ukrainians and not even thinking about settling here, you know. But since since it's um, since it's already uh, two years and uh, um, you know I had to find some job, I had to find some opportunities to earn because obviously um, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for this uh, system for universal credit and etc but uh, I cannot use it for two years, you know, so I became self-employed and uh, whether I wanted or not, <laughs> you know, I had to I had to find a way to settle, uh, to, to find some some opportunities to earn money. So I'm, I'm interpreting now uh, for um, uh, I've received profession. I confirmed my um, level three interpretation level and now a uh, verified community interpreter and um, the, and I'm really happy for this because um, um, it gave me uh, an opportunity to continue helping other Ukrainians because demand for Ukrainian interpreters is huge. Um, <clears throat> previously Ukrainians were given Russian uh, interpreters, you know. And it's not always uh, good. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, 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 I started actively doing this job in, in, in January because in December only I got the certificate. And I'm really, really very busy now with this. Apart from, the, from this, I have some other uh, staff. I'm hosting French students, for example, during holidays. So I'm looking for every opportunity to... Uh, to be self, to be independent. You mentioned at the start, Margarita, interestingly, that that first year you were thinking, okay, we'll we'll just stay here whilst we need to, and then we'll be able to go back home. How mm -hmm. difficult was it to change your mindset that actually you might not be able to go home as quickly as you thought? It was really difficult, you know? Uh, it was really difficult that moment for me. Uh, I, I felt like both, like burn, burning maybe out 
of volunteering job because I was involved very actively. And, um, uh, you know, I've never been to Ukraine since the war started. Uh, we never we never uh, even dared to, 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 to go there. Um, <clears throat> and um, I had a period... Uh, quite quite difficult something even maybe i don't know maybe in depression or something when when because it's really when you come to the country without perspective to immigrate is initial perspective to immigrate yeah then 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 uh, then uh, it's really difficult to um gradually uh, like realize that you never know what, what's going to happen so uh, it was tough. How do you feel now, two years on? Do you think you will be able to go home? I do hope that I will be able at least to to visit to visit my uh, parents and my friends and my other relatives. Um, but um, you know, I have a daughter, and um, I don't know really what are the perspectives for her in Ukraine. And I think I need to, I, I, I have to think for her, first of all. Last week, the government announced new sanctions on Russia, targeting arms supply chains and revenue sources. Kent Online News. There's anger over plans to change the colour of a Folkestone hotel. Bosses at the Carlton on the Lees want to restore the Grade 2 listed building to its former glory and replace the existing magnolia with a darker grey. But some reckon that's out of keeping. The hotel's been contacted for a comment. Plans have been put in for a third time to transform a disused supermarket in Hythe. The Aldi on the High Street closed more than four years ago and has fallen into disrepair. Previous ideas have been branded unacceptable. If the new one's approved, the site will be turned into flats. It's been real proposals for a new village in Sevenoaks have been based on improvements to the M25 that might never happen. The council want to build 2,500 homes at Pedham Place. Their application includes plans for traffic management based on what national highways now say is outdated information. Sue Hewitt has been campaigning against the project and spoke to our local democracy reporter Gabriel Morris. Why is there so much opposition to these uh, 2,500 homes being built on this golf course because it's such a huge development and on a greenbelt land with a very difficult junction the residents really struggle with the traffic in the local area and this will or would exacerbate it if it was to go ahead such a beautiful area we've got lovely historic buildings everywhere and it would be a real shame to see that go to ruin due to a development of this nature there is a massive opposition, particularly due to the traffic and the pollution as well, and many other factors to do with the planning that would be needed. But the Greenbelt is something we really want to preserve here and the AONB land. It's, it's really important to the residents. A lot of walkers here, people enjoy the countryside, um, and this is, this is what they want to keep. I mean, we are just a stone's throw from um, DM25. This is Greenbelt land. London isn't that far away from us here. How important is that Greenbelt land, you know, particularly here, to protect the villages from the London urban sprawl? 
It feels like one of the most important, actually, coming outside the M25. It is this side of the M25 and the countryside side. And that would stop the sprawl of London from Swanley. And that, that feels very important, you know, that this is a key piece of land that really oversees a lot of really beautiful little villages with lots of character and historic interests and the Darrant Valley River with the chalk stream which needs protecting. It's one of the last 200 in the world and really needs protecting and I think there's a lot of people who want to protect it. When, when I was coming in today there was, there was about 3.30 probably the school traffic but the roads are already busy in this area. 2,500 homes there's going to be 5,000 cars probably I guess you could probably fairly um, say that. What impact is that going to have on the local roads? I think it's going to be devastating. You know, you add in Dartford Crossing having a little meltdown, which it does when there's high winds, and then you have an event at Brands Hatch. We cannot move. They had some repairs done to the uh, roundabout not long back. There were people crashing into each other I was bumped into. Um, it caused absolute mayhem. Any work on that junction is very difficult. And that's without the tailbacks. You know, I've often been stuck for half an hour to an hour just getting from the junction four to junction three, and that's because of the tailbacks, because of the Dartford Crossing. And that really is a huge inconvenience for everybody. The local roads then become very used and they can't cope with that level of traffic. You know, it's an M25 and the lanes of traffic that you have to accommodate in local roads is just overwhelming. The council say they're working with relevant agencies and will review their plans before the summer. Now, the owners of a barber shop near Sittingbourne say they were told to move out for renovation work, only to find the building had been converted into flats. Tenham Cuts occupied the site on London Road for seven years until a new landlord took over. It's emerged the work was done without planning permission and a retrospective application's been put in. Our reporter Megan Carl's been speaking to Hayley Smith, who used to take her son to the barbers. It was really important to us because obviously Alfie's got all and um, they was the only ones that could really get him to have a decent haircut so uh, yeah of course and how, how did they help him have these decent haircuts so they went from he went from absolutely screaming when he was in there to them saying come on Alf count to 100 by the time it, uh, you've got to 100 it, it'll be over and done with and we probably six haircuts in he sat like a pro he was absolutely amazing and obviously now that the barbers has gone, how is that affecting you and obviously getting the boys' haircut? So it's a bit difficult because we used to walk there or we'd stop on the way home. Now we've got to get through the traffic to get to Sittingbourne and then obviously the parking's an issue. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really changed what we can do. Of course, and a lot of people are calling for, for the barbers to come back. Do you, do you feel the same? 100%. 100%. We want them back. We want them back. <laughs> we want them back. They need to come back. <laughs> Please come back. Elsewhere, a seaside guest house in Kent could be turned back into regular housing after the owner of the business couldn't find anyone to take it on. Now, plans have been put in to convert the building on Folkestone Road in Dover. The premises stopped trading on New Year's Eve and could now be split into two properties. And a 16th century Grade 2 listed barn near Tenham is said to be turned into homes. Plans to convert Frognall Farm Barn were submitted last June and have now been approved. It's thought the renovation will be finished by September. Kent Online Sport. 
football and Maidstone United's historic run in the FA Cup continues tonight when they face Coventry in the fifth round. Thousands of Stones fans are making the journey to the Midlands. Manager George Ellicobi says they've done well to get this far in the competition. It's an incredible achievement, not just for ourselves, um, it's for our community, Maidstone United as a whole. Yes, our fan base, but also we've gained so much admiration globally how we've gone about um, the FA Cup run, how we've approached it as a football club, as a community, because how I see it as a manager, how we see it is, it's a community thing. Like now you get, you get a lot of young kids coming up to us, or we want to be one day, we want to emulate what the group of players have done in the FA Cup. They want to be involved more in football. And it's not just that, it's also the, the older generation they are so inspired by this moment. Um, what our group of players have achieved is just it's historic. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people I meet in the city centre, around, even in my area where I live, they're not connected to Maidstone, but they are connected to Maidstone. They've told me personally, their new team is Maidstone United Football Club. So that's just to show you what our, our group of players have done. Um, like Craig touched on it, we deserve, we deserve to be in the, fifth, in the fifth round of the FA Cup, how we've gone about it as a group, as a community. And, you know, I know everyone is saying luck. Yes, luck does play a part, but also it's that togetherness and that belief that we've instilled in this environment. And hopefully we're going to go on Monday against a good side in Coventry and we're going to try and compete and showcase ourselves as a community, not just as a team. Bill Williams is the director of football at Maidstone United and says his relationship with the club goes back a long way. I joined it as a player in 1972, which is a, a long, long time ago. We've had a couple of breaks, um, but I've just about been everything. A player, I've been a, a chief executive, executive I've been a, a, or a manager. I've, I've done everything. I've been here a long, long time. Last time at Ipswich, um, it was a huge thrill for me personally. I know all of the people on our side of the stadium to see that blanket of, 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 of black and amber support, that four and a half thousand. I'm looking forward to seeing that again and I hope they have the same experience of a wonderful day out and, and let's just get behind the team, win, lose or draw, give it all what we can vocally and let's cross our fingers. Kent celebrities have been sending messages of good luck ahead of tonight's game. Pop star Mimi Webb and England footballer Alessia Russo sent videos into Express Cabs, which is based in the town. Hey guys, it's Mimi Webb. I just wanted to send all my support to Maystone United in conjunction with Express Cabs for the upcoming game. Um, yeah, come on Stones! Hey Maystone United, it's Alessia here. I just wanted to say a massive good luck for the game against Coventry. You guys have been on a special journey um, and everyone around Maidstone's loving following it all along. So keep it all up and I can't wait to watch the game. Our sister radio station KMFM also had a special message on the breakfast show this morning. Hi everybody, it's Sean Williamson here, formerly Barry from EastEnders, <laughs> formerly Barry from Ricky Gervais's Extras. And I'll be Barry in anything anyone's willing to pay me to be Barry in. I've got an answer phone message that says, hi, I'm cheap and I'll do it. I was also born in Maidstone, born and bred, so I'm absolutely thrilled 
that the Stones are in the fifth round of the Cup. It's an incredible achievement, OK? And I can't wait to watch them on Monday in the FA Cup fifth round. Come on, you Stones. You've done us proud. Let's do it one more time. Go, Maidstone! Kick off this evening's at 7.45. The match is being shown on TV. And staying with football, Gillingham have boosted their promotion hopes after a 1-0 win against Wrexham. The result means they've moved up to 7th in the League 2 table and are currently in the playoff places. Jill's head coach Stephen Clements says they took lessons from their previous match. It's been a good couple of games. We've obviously played two really good teams um, and I have to say that because they are and I felt we've gone toe-to-toe with them. Probably didn't create enough in the last game, but I felt today that we did, and and, uh, and I felt we we deserved the victory. Um, the boys uh, were absolutely immense. Um, I love working with a group. I think they're a really good group to work with, and I thought today I really enjoyed watching them as well. I thought they took responsibility, um, were patient in their build, but weren't just going backwards all the time. There was a plan to get out, and uh, and they carried it out to a tee, which takes courage. Um, Takes being a good football player, and and I thought they did that today, and really helped us build attacks, and and obviously, yeah, I'm just delighted that we come away with a victory. My first league game was against Wrexham uh, when I first arrived at the club, and um, I have to say I thought we done okay on that day, but we didn't really create much against them. But today we went toe to toe with them. Um, I think there was more there's more belief in the group now that they can beat teams, and um, yeah, as I say, I really just enjoyed watching the boys today, and um, obviously. I've got a bit of a headache now where I've been shouting and trying to keep them going but um, no, as I say it's, it, it was fantastic and, and what I will say is I, I really felt a togetherness out there today um, from fans to, to players to, to the staff behind me and and I think when you have that connection um, as a football club we can really make this place a fortress I thought the fans were fantastic the players backed it up um, and it, and it felt like a real proper football club today. That's all from us for now. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.